Alba Wheels Up is on a mission to be the best freight forwarder and customs house broker on the market. Our expert knowledge and experience provides the perfect solution for your freight forwarding needs. When you know more, your clients do better. Alba Wheels Up, success delivered. To learn more, visit us at albawheelsup.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mento LLC. Mento LLC Trade Consulting focuses on issues of duty minimization, recovery, and elimination, while also helping our clients with trade compliance issues of both the import and export nature and global cargo security. You can reach us at 978-317-3250 or email me directly at pete.mento at mentollc. From Washington, D.C., this is Trade Geek Podcast with your host, Pete Mento. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to season four of the Trade Geek Podcast. And you know what? I'm going solo, kids. I'm going solo on the first one. And the reason I'm doing that is... uh, much like Festivus, I've, uh, you know, I've got some airing of grievances. I think that's the best way to put it. I've got a lot of problems. I've got a lot of problems. Not necessarily with you people, but i got a lot of problems. I need to get them off my chest, to be very frank. Um, you know, these last couple of months were supposed to be according to all of the brilliant people involved in global trade. These were supposed to be the days when it was all going to blow over. Uh, We have the reopening of California today, I believe, Tuesday, June the 15th. It was all supposed to get better. But here I am looking at the state of the global economy, and, you know, I'm not so sure. As it stands today, we're beginning to see the first signs that consumer confidence is beginning to wane. You're beginning to see retail sales actually not growing at the pace that people expected them to. As stimulus checks begin to dry up, as people are not actually returning to work, but jobs are plentiful. And as we begin to see more and more supply chain failures, I'm beginning to question exactly what's going to happen, how this is all gonna look. Let me just give you a couple of examples. There are a number of industries right now that are really feeling the tightened grip of this backed up toilet that is the global supply chain. If it's not the factories unable to get raw materials overseas, it's the same factories who are simply unable to find the uh, containers and the chassis or labor, believe it or not. And then they can't get spots on ships to bring it over here. And dear God, dear baby Buddha on a pogo stick are these freight rates bananas. It's not uncommon right now for people who need a 40-foot high-cube container to get quotes of $18,000, $19,000 for a guaranteed spot on a ship on the West Coast route. That's bananas. Prior to the pandemic, those rates were closer to the $4,000, right? So what necessitates a $15,000 increase? Well, it's the fact that the ocean carriers have made the distinct decision that they're going to limit capacity. 
They're limiting capacity to get us used to paying rates like this so that when they drop it back down to seven or 8,000, does it feel so bad? And they can make a meaningful profit. All right, so you get it on the ship, then you get it over here and we have port congestion. We have tons and tons of port congestion. Then we have to get it through gates. We have to find chassis and truck drivers. We have unnecessary constraint uh, getting it out of the port. Then we have all sorts of regulatory issues that slow it down once it's on the road or heaven forbid, you're putting it on the rail. Intermodal's just as backed up. There's really no better way to put it, folks. The pandemic took a big giant dump in our economy and we just can't seem to flush it through the pipes. It's backed up and it's bad, but it doesn't seem like anyone's serious about fixing it. The White House has mentioned that they're gonna do a study. Oh, good for you. Good for you. We're gonna have a presidential study on what's going on in the supply chain with infrastructure. How adorable. You know, we've had presidential studies on, uh, on, on bad dog food, presidential studies on childhood physical fitness. I don't know, kids keep getting fatter and dogs keep getting sick on dog food. Nothing really changes and nothing's gonna change about this. The real problem still continues to be that our physical infrastructure in the United States is broken and it's going to take hundreds of billions of dollars to get that fixed. And until we decide that we're going to go after that with a joint partnership between the US government and business, we're not gonna get anywhere. And that's just not sexy. Nobody gets reelected in this country because they made the decision that they were, you know, they, they were going to go out and build better roads. You know, they get reelected because they put checks in people's bank accounts. They get reelected because they deal with social issues. They get reelected because they win wars. Now we could have a war on supply chain scarcity. We could have a war on, um, you know, uh, logistics issues. But again, yeah, I'll sign up for that czar position, just in case anybody from the White House still listens to this. But I don't think I'm going to get that gig because that gig's never going to exist. I'm in the middle of June, right? I, I, I travel between states where the pandemic basically is non-existent anymore as far as the economy goes. It's a deadly flu. Most of us are inoculated to it. Those of us who are inoculated had it. Those of us who had it and are inoculated, I guess, well, we're double protected. And then there are people who just don't care. But we can walk into restaurants now, walk into stores without a mask. People are all running around like it's Studio 54 in the 1970s looking to get drunk and looking to get what they're going to get. And honestly, did we learn a goddamn thing? Did we learn anything from what just happened over this past year? E-commerce has all but taken over retail. The infrastructure of how we're going to actually supply the great U.S. maw of consumption, this enormous, sweaty, drooling mouth of nom, 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 nom. It needs to be fixed. And people in our industry, God bless us. You know, are we not absolutely out there working our tails off to try to find ways to honestly, you know, keep this junk coming at people with one arm tied behind our back, hopping on one leg while someone's beating us with a wiffle ball bat. And we managed to find a way to do it. Yeah, some of it was new technology, certainly. Some of it was getting to use some new ideas, but a lot of it was just will. It was just, it was just will. It was working hard, pushing things through and not giving up. 
but it's going to take an entirely new attitude toward how we deal with supply chains to make the consumers of the future happy. And the United States is, I, I really believe this, we are the laboratory of the world's supply chain. Asia makes it, we buy it, the world ships it here, we consume it. And then I guess we recycle it and the rest of the world finds a way to do it on a smaller scale. But here we are. Here we are. And I'll be damned if I can think of what we've learned. I go on Twitter and I read the insightful stories of my friends at the Journal of Commerce about the tens of millions, hundreds of millions in some instances of money that's being dumped into technology stocks right now. And hey, you know, disclosure, I'm a technology company. My partner, Dell and I are working very hard right now to deal with some problems. All of the things, it's the same old questions, visibility, right? Trying to um, find ways to execute e-commerce. Is that really infrastructure? I'm not sure it is. Are we helping to deal with the way that cargo is moving from place to place, being able to identify problems? Are we trying to turn this world off from being a bunch of people who are endlessly dealing with fires? Stop being reactionary, stop being tactical and move to a more strategic position because it doesn't feel like that at all. I remember when I was at Expeditors, the, well, gosh, it seems like a lifetime ago. One of the things that I loved the most was the adoption of ideas like PO management, the adoption of, of, of really understanding what it meant to be out in front of your inventory, controlling your vendors. Those lessons still have not been adopted on a mass scale. And now what we're about to do is go to hundreds of thousands of smaller suppliers of consumer goods and say, we'll figure it out while we're doing it. And it's just going to make more problems for this industry. And as a guy who gets paid by the hour to fix problems for people, great, you know. But in the aftermath of that, you're going to have bigger issues. You're going to have waste. Lots and lots of waste. Wasted time, wasted space, wasted energy. We learned nothing. And then we were at the door of getting something done with China. We were right there, you know? I don't know whose house we were going into, theirs or ours, but everybody brought over a bottle of wine and we were gonna sit down and we were gonna talk about it. It felt like there was progress happening. And the pandemic hit and the rhetoric increased. And now here we are. Again, did we learn nothing? 301 tariffs are still in place. And the only conversation now that we're having is about global warming, not about protecting IP, not about finding ways to increase the use of American financial instruments in China, not about trying to find ways to be more inclusive of American companies in the infrastructure build in China, not about doing all of the things that we wanted to do in the first place when we started this trade war. Nope, we've pivoted. Now it's all about making sure that we are addressing environmental issues, which I agree are incredibly important, but we've lost our focus. And speaking of IP theft, we are now facing on a weekly basis what I've told everybody was going to happen, just never-ending catastrophic cyber attacks, pipelines, meatpacking plants, energy, it's coming. I mean, these ones that we're seeing right now, come on, 
if I if I'm in in a criminal mastermind and I'm trying to find some way to make my bones, what am I going to do? Am I going to go knock over a bunch of trucks and steal some sweaters? No, I'm going to hold a major American company at ransom over cryptocurrency, and I'm going to find a really smart way to keep the federal government from catching me. And I'm going to do it from a country like Russia that has absolutely no intention of cooperating with the United States to apprehend me. And then when I get my money, I'm going to move to Macedonia, get a nice summer house, and I don't know, hit on Instagram models the rest of my life. Because apparently that is the new baller move if you're going to be one of these technical mafia people. Companies are going to come down. So, so why am I so angry? What's my problem right now? That's easy. My problem right now is when bad things happen to you, when you get smacked in the back of the head with the shovel of wisdom, the next step is to, is to take a step back, regroup, look at the data to show you exactly what happened, see where your weak points were, and strengthen up and get better. Put the time and the effort in to make it harder to fall twice. Gather around the family with a pocket full of shells and get ready to fight again. But all we seem to have done is look for ways that we can apply duct tape to these issues and hope it doesn't happen again. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is what weak people use as an excuse not to do the hard work. And it feels like this country and this economy are using hope as an excuse not to do the hard work. You guys have basically had two years now, two years, where if you've had any problems on compliance, you've gotten to ignore it because customs really has not been physically active when it came to audits. Guess what? I'm getting the phone calls now. That's changing. They're coming back in. They're going to be knocking on doors. They're going to be paying attention. I've got a lot of problems with you people. And this season of the Trade Geek podcast is going to focus on those facts. All the things that came up, cyber, intellectual property theft, infrastructure, problems with compliance that are rarely if ever addressed. And the fact that there are things that we can do about this, whether it's legislative, whether it's things that we can do ourselves, but we have to start holding people accountable. And guess what? We are those people. We're the ones that are in a position to do something about it. So this season, we're going to bring people in to talk about that. We're going to have those conversations. I don't know if we'll fix anything, but we're not going to ignore it anymore. And I'm looking forward to doing it with you. So next week, Captain Alex Suhanoff with his new venture, True North. Uh, True North is a cybersecurity company that focuses on cybersecurity issues in the supply chain. Alex recently left Moran to uh, do his own thing. I'm super proud of him. And he and his partners will be on to talk about how cybersecurity affects supply chains, what companies could be doing and aren't, and some of the scary things that could be coming down the pipe if we don't take action soon. I can't wait for that conversation. And many more like it. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon with season four, episode one of the Trade Geek podcast. See you soon.